Hey, fellas. Before we get to today's show, I just wanted to share my street corner. I think it's always important that we we talk through shit that's going on in our life, especially, especially shit that's not great. So uh, you guys know that my mom's been battling this cancer thing for a while now, and we had some optimism after this surgery in December, only for it to return very aggressively. And since then, it's been a very downhill battle for my mom. Um, so Monday, she went for chemo, and they basically said, it's not working, and they, they're recommending hospice. And, you know, obviously, not the news you want to hear, but the news that you've kind of been waiting for and preparing for, because to a certain extent, it might have been an inevitability. Just a matter of when. Just happened to be faster than we thought. And, you know, for my mom, it's easy, I think it's easier for her to to figure it out for herself, you know. It's always, I think, easier for people to face death on their own than it is for the people around them to accept that that person's going to be gone. So, you know, what I said to Jen about it, it's it's kind of like... You know, when people have a kid, now I didn't have this experience because Jen had Charlie through a C-section, but I'd imagine when you have a kid through a natural birth and you're just waiting for that day, the baby could come at any time, any day, just come kicking and screaming. And it's like you're anticipating this joyous occasion that's about to happen. You don't know when. This is like the fucking exact opposite of that. You know, you're just waiting for this dreadful thing to happen. And when it happens, you know, that's one thing. But the build-up to it, I think, is worse. So that's just kind of where I'm coming from right now. I'm going to try to go on here. The show is, like, kind of the outlet. So, you know, I the way I look at it is the show goes on. Because it's a thing that, you know, helps me compartmentalize things, you know. Comedy and making light out of the dark has always been the way I kind of coped. So the only thing I can say, you know, as, as somebody who's going through this is just that there's a perspective that you gain when you're going through something like this. And I don't think it's something that should be lost on anyone. Obviously, like it's a thing that you know, but maybe you take it for granted. So don't take for granted that the people around you that you love might not be there forever. So take advantage of the time that you have with the people that you care about. And I care about you guys, too. And I don't want to, you know, have anything bad happen to anybody or see anyone go through something like this. Because losing people's hard. It's good to have people around in your life that you care about. It's just important to remind yourself that those are the times that you're supposed to be filling in your life. Not work. Not this other bullshit. Not any kind of drama. You know? Positive shit with like family and friends. That's what it's all about. So, just wanted to say that, and I love you guys. Now on with the show. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. <laughs> what is it you want to do when you grow up? Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Evening, Commissioner. 
From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. Back after my Arizona desert vacation, feeling refreshed. Well, I guess as refreshed as I can feel. It's like getting a nice steamy massage and then getting a fucking anvil dropped on your cock. Uh, yeah. You heard the intro. I don't need to fucking go through it anymore, but yeah, that shit's happening. That sucks. But I did just have a vacation, which is nice, and I'm not going to overlook that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the draft. What a successful draft it was. Uh, The dongs. We got Jake out of there, I think, hopefully in the nick of time. I never really did confirm with Jake whether or not he met whatever deadline he was under. I just know that by the time Jen was leaving, uh, Jake was just leaving our house. So it sounded like the party was wrapping up as he was leaving. So hopefully he got in there in time. I don't know if he just had to take the gifts home or whatever, but Jake, I hope uh, we didn't fuck up your shit. But we went through plans A, B, and C, and D, and E, F, and G, fellas, uh, trying to get Jake the fuck out of here. Uh, adjusting on the fly, which is, I think, what the dongs are about. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I think the games are fun. Maybe not the best work uh, of the commission, but still fun. A lot of potential in those games uh, for future use and just future fun and tailgates. So that's what the I think part of the dongs is exploring. What's a fun game to play with your friends? Like, Coop was a fun game. We played that outside of the draft. So hopefully you found a few gems in there that you like. Skittle Scatter as uh, Dave's name would suggest, seems to be uh, maybe a memorable one. But I got to say, I'm really proud of you guys. You didn't throw cigarette butts on my on my lawn this time. You cleaned up after yourself. There was, like, no trash. By the time I went to go pack for vacation, the house was pretty much spotless. I'll tell you what, though. Fucking packing. While well, I was pretty much, like, still fucked up a little bit. I was a little high. I did smoke. Like, I ripped, like, a lot of bowls after you guys left because I knew Jen's family was coming. And I just, like, wouldn't be able to after. So I got pretty fucking stony baloney. And then I was hungover from drinking, day drinking. And then I had all of her family that went with us on vacation. Her mom, grandma, sister, dad, all staying at my house while I'm trying to pack. It was it was pretty hectic, and I felt like dog shit. But we made it. We made it out there to Arizona. Uh, we started in Phoenix. I got to tell you, there's nothing fucking good about Phoenix. It's hot as fuck there. Um, it's basically like 120 degrees all all the fucking time. I don't know who would live there. Like, Arizona is a pretty, like, big state, uh, like, land-wise. Plenty of places to go that aren't 120 degrees. I mean, it's fucking hot in most of the state, but not 120 fucking degrees hot. Like, it was so hot that like your air conditioner was, like, a fucking joke. Like, if your car sat in direct sunlight for 12 hours in the morning, like until noon, by the time you got in your car, your air conditioner would be useless for the rest of the fucking day because it would never recover. You need to, like, park it under shade and start your air conditioner from, like, the shade. Otherwise, your fucking car is fucked. It's going to be hot as hell. Um, but we get out of the Phoenix airport after a long flight with Charlie, who was great, by the way. She's 11 months old, and she was a fucking gem on the airplane, like, making faces at people, making it. She was, like, the in-flight entertainment for most people. It was, like, the most perfect experience you could ask for flying with a baby. She had it on the way to fucking Arizona. And throughout most of the trip, she was pretty good. Like, she, like, didn't really fuss. I mean, she has her moments. She's a fucking baby. But she was great. She's a trooper. It's not easy bringing an 11-month-old on a driving tour through fucking Arizona. 
and a driving tour it was. And we rented the old 15-passenger van. You guys remember that? when We took it to fun times in Cleveland again. It's Cleveland. Um, yeah, but we drove the 15-passenger van. I drove the entire fucking time because apparently in, no one in Jen's family wanted to drive. And I guess, like, there's just a thing with vans and me. I love driving a van through mountains and through fucking all kinds of treacherous territory. It's just, it makes you, like, I don't know. There's something manly and free about driving a van through America's great terrain. And Arizona, I'll tell you what, it's not like driving through fucking New Jersey. It's like driving through one of the most different and foreign landscapes to me that I've ever experienced in my life. Like mountains, deserts, fucking like deserts for miles and miles and miles. Um, So I drove this fucking 15-passenger van around Arizona. We started in Sedona, which is about an hour and 50 minutes north of Phoenix. And Sedona, if you don't know, is a big old hippie town where the people believe in these things called vortexes, or I should say vortices, like matrix and matrice. Uh, a vortex, which is basically like a, a clusterfuck of spiritual healing or some something like that. It's a clashing of auras. They're really big into like spiritual healing crystals and Native American voodoo and all the other bullshit that, you know, people who like abuse peyote and mushrooms believe. It was, it's a wacky town. It's built into like these, this, this beautiful like mountainy area um, of red rocks. And I know that Colorado is usually the state that a lot of people think of when you say red rocks, but same fucking red rocks they have in Colorado here in Arizona around Sedona. And Sedona, again, pretty funky town, has a really cool vibe. Like, there's no nightlife at all in Arizona, I've noticed. I mean, there is, but that shit closes up shop pretty fucking early. The latest bar that was open was 1 o'clock, and that was like a bowling alley in some bumblefuck port town that we stayed in, in Page, Arizona, and we'll get to that. But most of the places closed at 10 o'clock. So, like, most of the towns are kind of sleepy, but during the day, like, they got a cool vibe. Like, you're going through a town that's got a lot of funky stuff. Every few feet, there's, like, a crystal shop or some fucking souvenir shop or whatever. You know, touristy bullshit, but it's different. It's not your typical tourist bullshit. And there's all these people that want to, like, read your palm and fortune tell and align your chakras and all this other stuff. And me and Jen walked through this place, like, what the fuck's going on in this town? Like, how is everyone in this town, like... There is no conflict whatsoever. Like These people don't believe in voicing any kind of opinion that could be offensive to their fellow man because everybody needs to work on themselves or some bullshit. These people are transients that just all settled in this one village where they've all decided to just rely on Eastern medicine and Native American healing crystals and stones to realign their minds that are already fried from all the drugs that they did in the fucking desert. But overall, it's a pretty cool town, especially if you're into the outdoors and stuff. If you like hiking trails, Arizona is one of the premier destinations, premier, premier destinations for uh, hiking and shit like that. There's a cool park. It's a, I think this one's a state park called Slide Rock Park. Uh, it's right north of Sedona, about 10, 5, 10 minutes outside of the actual town of Sedona. Um, you go up into these mountains. Uh, it's a giant, like you know, kind of like light water rapids, I'd call it. Not white water rapids, but light water rapids. Uh, 
and you just basically slide down these rocks and like you basically slide down a mountain creek waterfall type deal it's pretty cool um but sedona jen and i were so intrigued by all the like nonsense we had to just like we just had to jen and i can't help ourselves when we see cult-like stuff going on we have to engage and understand so we made an appointment each of us to get our chakras realigned in some one of the top rated places in sedona to do that um so you enter this place they lie you on a table and she swings this like bracelet like a pendulum over all of your different chakras i think there's like five or six seven i don't know how many fucking chakras you got like five to seven chakras and each one represents a different part of your being and they all need to be aligned for you to be you know spiritually awakened or aligned or some shit so they start at your head and they you know the crown chakra i think it's called then the like one on your forehead is the third eye which she said ooh i'm getting some strong motion from your third eye you must have done this before i'm like nope that's the mushrooms she keeps swinging the pendulum down to my heart chakra my root chakra and my fucking balls chakra and one of them like around my like stomach area was she said was out of line and she said it's because i'm not recharging my battery and I'm like, okay, well, you can obviously tell that. If you ever look at me recently, I've got like sunken eyes from being a drunk and having an infant child and never fucking sleeping. It's very clear that I don't sleep or recharge my batteries, you twat. So stop trying to act like you have some soothsayer ability. You're just an average fat fucking cunt who thinks they're special and makes up stuff to strangers. And I see through your act. But I played along. You know, they would, she would ask me questions. She's like, when you get into conflict, do you feel as though um, you express your feelings right away or that you repress them and you hold them to yourself? I'm like, oh, no, I, t- I tell people, like, how it is all the time. And I wanted so badly to be like, just like I'm going to tell you that you're full of shit, but I wanted to play along. Too bad to do that and expose myself. And, you know, there was a point there where I'm staring up at the ceiling. I'm like, I would love for this to be a thing that works, but it's all bullshit. And there is some lady there that I noticed who's like the head of this like chakra, this chakra club. And if you go on their website, you can read all about their different healers and they all have different powers. You know, one guy can talk to the dead, allegedly. I wish he was there. We would have definitely gone to that guy, but he wasn't there. It was only the fat cunt who's probably like the worst of the person on the, all the people on the list. Like if I ever go back to Sedona, I'm going to try to get the main lady who's apparently like the teacher of all these people. She also happens to be a lawyer, which I find a little bit suspect. It's like, Oh, this is my, my healer Esquire because she's probably getting sued all the time from feeding people bullshit. But if you're ever in Sedona, I highly recommend going through this because it's a kick. It's quite an experience. They make, quite the fucking scene of all this nonsense they press crystals into your forehead they play these ridiculous bowls the bowls they basically like you ever like take your finger put it in a glass of water and it's a crystal glass and you rim like run your finger around the rim of a crystal glass and it makes that you know that kind of sound they do that with like a mortar and pestle except it's fucking gigantic and it's a bowl and they run the like thing around the rim of the bowl, and each one is a different note that corresponds with a different chakra. That's just like a load of shit, dude. 
And speaking of a load of shit in Sedona, hippie bullshit, there's also a kava. Have you guys heard of this? Kava? I think it's... Uh, kava is basically like dirt that they turn into a drink um, that's supposed to like... It's supposed to simulate Xanax. So I, I'm like, okay. Okay. Like, I'm sure if it gave the feeling of Xanax, they wouldn't be giving out in a bar in the middle of the daytime. So I had to go in there and check this out. Uh, the first day we go, the guy convinces us to not get the kava, but to get the kratom. And kratom is allegedly like something similar that's stronger. So we opt for that. I get it. I get their like strongest variety possible. Bullshit. Fucking pixie dust, basically. Nothing. We go back the next day because they're like, they feed you this line about how, oh, well, it's a drug that works. Uh, it's got like a counter tolerance where you have to take more in the beginning and you'll need less later. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's something you tell the tourists to get them to drink more of this crap, which is basically dirt water that you're pouring sugar into. Uh, but we fell for it twice and got it twice and it did nothing. So if you ever stop by a kava bar, just know it's all bullshit. These people act like it's it cured all of their life's problems. Like I had to hear a story from this one lady, so open about her life, basically telling us that she was raped. And the only way that she could get over the anxiety she felt post-rape was to drink kava, which doesn't really seem healthy. That's like being reliant on a drug. Um, also, maybe don't share the story about you being raped with strangers. I mean, I'm all for people being open and transparent, but... Not the best thing to tell someone that you just met five minutes ago. A little off-putting. A little little shocking, (laughs) you know, to say the least. I did have to chuckle, though, at one point. The second time we went and we got the kava from the guy who was going through the same spiel that the woman did the day before about the reverse tolerance and what it's going to feel like and all this other stuff. And her dad asks, like, does it make you sick to your stomach? And he starts, like, explaining how, like... You know, it it depends on you know your 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 the what you've eaten and like did you have a full stomach and your mindset. He's like, it's kind of like doing shroom. I mean, uh, and we all heard the shroom part, and like me and Carrie looked at each other like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This place makes so much more sense now. Honestly, like I, I've talked about on the podcast, I'm a big fan of you know the shroomiverse, but. If you do that shit all the time, that's how Sedona's made. And Sedona was sick. Don't get me wrong. We had a dope Airbnb up there in the mountains over with a pool that was basically like an infinity pool overlooking the entire fucking place. It was dope. It's a dope town. It's fun. It's just a lot of weird shit going on. So we left Sedona, um, and we went up north to the Grand Canyon, which, like, if you're in Arizona, you got to go to the National Park. You got to go to the Grand Canyon National Park. You see it, though, and you're like, holy fuck, that's a huge canyon. It's even, you, you could even say it's grand. And that's about all you can say. I mean, every fucking angle of the thing looks the same. It's just open, vast wasteland. I mean, it's awesome to see, and I highly recommend you see it if you're in Arizona. But don't, like, just don't go there just to see that, I guess would be my point. Like, if you're within a four, five-hour drive, definitely go see it. But if, like, that's your destination... Maybe pick a different vacation. <laughs> the coolest part of the Grand Canyon was other than the view because you see like some tremendous views and it is really cool. And there's cool hiking trails 
but not with an 11-month-old baby and an 80-year-old grandmother. Um, but the coolest part for us that w- when we were there is that all of the wildlife is pretty much pretty much pretty friendly. They got no real natural predators there because there's so many people there that they kind of scare away the big predators and they can kind of just like forage on the shit that's there. Um, and for the most part, they tell you not to touch or feed the animals. That's technically illegal in a national park, but people fucking do it anyway. And because of that, one of the most dangerous animals uh, in, the, in the national park is the, is the little squirrels because people try to feed them and they fucking bite you. They don't even think twice about it. In fact, a little squirrel chased Charlie around in her stroller. Like It was trying to jump into Charlie's stroller to see what was going on there. We had to fucking shoot this little rat away. Uh, but yeah, the wildlife, relatively untouched. The coolest part about the whole Grand Canyon experience was we're walking through this trail and we look out to our left in the woods and we see this fucking, it looked like it was like eight to 10 feet tall, just like fucking thing eating out of the trees. And I'm like, that's a statue or like an animatronic robot from Disney World. But it was a real life fucking elk just fucking eaten from the tree. And this thing I'm telling you is like at least two feet taller than me. I don't know if like elks are supposed to be that big or maybe if I was just like fucking so excited to see wildlife that I just like had a warped perspective. But this thing seemed gigantic and I followed it all throughout the park and like eventually it took me to a whole fucking shit ton of them. And there was all these elk just like unfazed by the fact that I was there and that was pretty fucking cool. And Jen obviously tried to feed them and then some old couple was like, you can't feed your animals in the National Park. So we had to, like, get Jen the fuck out of there before she went to jail, uh, you know. Anywho, yeah, Grand Canyon was cool. We stayed in the Grand Canyon, like, Canyon, uh, like, town. There's a town, like, right outside the Grand Canyon, not technically the Grand Canyon town. But um, what a burnt-down fucking weird town that is. And we went to the only steakhouse in town because that's, like, the only place you can eat. And, of course, Jen makes friends with the, like, Mexican waiter and gets invited to his birthday party behind the Texaco later. And Jen's, like, the entire night trying to convince us to go to this party at the weights, like, with the wait staff from the steakhouse behind the Texaco. It's a bonfire behind the Texaco. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to end up on that murder show. Last thing I need is some two fucking bitches talking about me on a podcast. Yeah, and then he went to the party behind the Texaco, and they ripped off his dick and shoved it in his mouth and threw his head in the bonfire. <laughs> So <laughs> There's a podcast that I'm making fun of that talks about murder. It's with two Gabby bitches. That's all they do is talk about murder. Murder, murder. Anywho, uh, from the Grand Canyon, we went to Page, Arizona, which is located pretty much on the border of Arizona and Utah up north. And the main reason we were in Page was to visit Lake Powell which is a very meaningful place to Jen's dad. And um, he, like, apparently, like, grew up going to Lake Powell uh, quite a bit. So he actually has a plot of land right outside of Page that overlooks Lake Powell. And Lake Powell's located, at least on the Arizona side, it starts around um, Glen Canyon, uh, like, the Glen Canyon Dam. And there's, like, Glen Canyon National Park, which is another national park, um, which is a canyon that they flooded... Um, using this dam um, and created Lake Powell. So, like, Lake Powell is a man-made lake, and it's really fucking cool. It sits in these 
giant canyons. And I'm talking like they look like skyscrapers. They're so tall. And at one point, the water was at the top of those canyons. And it's since like, you know, gone down a lot. And you just go through these canyons and it's, it's, it's fucking breathtaking. It's the best way I can describe it. Like you're going through these rocks and then eventually you come out to this giant body of water, a huge lake, and you jump into that water and it's warm. It's crystal clear. There's no salt in it, which is a fucking mind fuck for, for me growing up on the East Coast and pretty much everywhere I've ever gone in my life. Like fresh water is not something I'm used to and jumping into. So like going into this beautiful crystal fucking blue lake in the middle of these canyons and like it's like there's it's just like a bath. It's fucking wild. And the guy who took us out there on this boat tour was this cool dude, knew a lot about the place and tried to teach us how to like do this uh, wake surfing shit. So he would basically pull us on a wakeboard and we'd surf because his like boat could create wakes and it was fun as shit. All of us did it. Like, even her parents did it. Like, that was a fun time. Great fucking day. I got to be honest with you. Like, there's something about Lake Powell that if I was a rich person, I would have a boat house on Lake Powell. That's, like, a thing. People get, like, boat houses, and they, like, live on Lake Powell. And I can totally see the appeal. I I recommend you check it out. Very interesting place if you've never heard of it. Did a lot of uh, cool history there. And from there, you can get to California, you know, Utah, Las Vegas, I mean, it's a very accessible place. It's not like it's completely remote. Like, you're five hours away from a major airport. So, uh, either Las Vegas airport or the Phoenix one. So, you're golden. Cool place. Highly recommend. And there's definitely some super fucking rich people there. Like, I saw a dude that was living like a GTA dream. He had a boat that he could fly a helicopter onto. And it was a houseboat. So dope. There's probably so many crazy parties that go on out there. I just just seems pretty fun. Anyway, that's enough of this bullshit. Let's uh let's talk with some fantasy football. And uh let's get into the, this week's matchups which kind of goofy. We got the uh what I'll call week 1 Jake time. Will forever be known as Jake time because we miss week 1 because of you. Fucking bastard. It's all good though. It's all going to work out. But let's go into this week's matchups and recap the week that was in fantasy football. All right, all right, all right, all right. In our first matchup, the commish, uh, whose team was on vacation, you could say, uh, didn't score the kind of points that you would hope for in week one, but got it done enough to come over and beat Joe 126.05 to 110.65. Not a good start for Jove coming off the paintball uh, paintball catastrophe. In our next matchup, we had the horse from Thunder Cunts taken down. My dick hurts right from the wire in that last fucking game, just fucking blowing it out of the water from there. 163.6 to 157. Horse from Thunder Cunts continue to roll from their championship reign. In our next matchup, we had a stinker from my butthole Tyreeks as Kitchen Fartsman took down. Zach Fox in a week one stinker. Uh, Kitchen Fartsman taking down Zifo 122.95 to 99.1. And then we have the SCLSU Mud Dogs. Zach Moron with 167.7 points. Another very impressive performance. Consistent regular season performance from Zach Moron. Again, to start 
this season, but can he get it done and get into the playoffs and do something? Takes down Dave, 167.7 to 128.45. And in our game of the week, we had the Wuhan All-Stars putting up a fight with 141.05 points, but that was not going to be enough because this guy, King Cuck, has come to play this year, ladies and gentlemen, with 194.65 points. It's one of the top performances, definitely the top week one performance of all time. Mike coming out the gate strong. King Cuck showing that he will not be cucked this year and that he will do the cucking. So have the tables turned here in the fantasy football season. We shall see. And this may be the best we've ever done with the fucking song. We really made the most of it, and I'm really proud of the recap. Brought to you by Bridgewater Infinity. Get your Bridgewater Infinity from your local Infinity dealer in Bridgewater today. And tell them Brent sent you. Kamish. Paul Kemper. So that's your recap. <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. It felt good. Did it feel good to you? It felt good to me. Well, with a very dominating week one performance and 194.65 points, King Cuck, ML, is your MVP for the week and the proud winner of $5 cash money. As of this point, Mike has not yet responded to uh, the commissioner's call for the commissioner's challenge, so TBD on whether or not he will accept. Um, if we get it later in the podcast, I'll let you know. Uh, but at this point, wait. I'm here for you, Mike. Bring it, buddy. I'm a better team than I showed, I think, in week one. So coming for that ass. Coming for all of you. Just wait. Mike's week one performance will cuck him in the end somehow. It's just how it works. Or will Mike become a champion? Who knows? I'll eat crow. Fuck. It's about that time that we go to you, the listener, and we hear what's on your mind, especially after uh, our first official week of fantasy fucking football. Before we get to the soundboard, though, this podcast is brought to you by A1 Van Rental Service in Phoenix, Arizona. Big shout out to A1 Van Rentals. Uh, have an A1 day. Um, van rentals for your family. If you're looking for the perfect van or trailer rental for your Arizona travel needs. Quality van rentals at a reasonable price. Top-notch customer service all within your budget. Check out our vans at A1 Van Rentals. Let us help you with your group event. We rent to businesses, churches, schools, and so much more. Right now, uh, looking for the getaway in Mexico? They provide everything you need to go there and make travel real easy. Cargo solutions made simple. Many vans with cargo space. And we will even take the seat out. You need even more space for your luggage? A1 carries high-quality 4x6 and 5x8 trailers to tow behind our vans. We got pre-owned van sales in Phoenix, Arizona. Purchase one if you like it on your vacation. I might do one myself, a nice 15-passenger van. Uh, check out my friends over there at A1 Van Rentals. And if you can't tell, I just read all of that off of their website. Great advertising, great marketing, free for them. If you're ever in Phoenix, hit up my friends at A1 Van Rentals, where everybody in Arizona, for some reason, sounds like they're from fucking Canada. What's that about? It's Canada with a southern twang. It's like Neil Young. Anyway, let's get to the soundboard and hear from you, our listener. Let's start with a generic message from Jake. Hey, Kamish. Jake calling in here. Just wanted to thank you for a great draft and a phenomenal dongs. What a great day it was on Saturday. 
I had a lot of fun. It was great seeing all the boys and hanging out with everyone. We also got to see Charlie and Jen. Wow, that was great. Thanks for getting the food. It was really great eating Dunkin' Donuts in the morning and having pizza and cheesesteaks for lunch. I really wish I could have stayed for the whole draft, but you know, sometimes life just gets in the way. <laughs> All right. Great talking to you, Kamish. I look forward to the podcast. Bye. Thanks for checking in, pal. It was a great time seeing all of you here for the dongs. It's always so great to have friends around. It's fun to do games and activities outside. Food is good. I enjoyed food with you all here in my basement. And drinking, too. It was overall a pleasant experience that everyone enjoyed and memories were made. So thanks everybody. Let's go to Dave. Yo, Brent. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, tough loss for me this week. Zach put up a good week. Uh, I think I'll come back though. I'll persevere. I'm pretty happy with my team. I feel like uh, 130 points is good to win any given week. Yeah, I hear you, but All right, I gotta go. I gotta poop. <laughs> Go take care of that, buddy. Um, yeah, man, your squad not coming out the gate strong, but you were right there with me, Mark. I mean, if you played any of us, you could have hung in that match. You know what I mean? But Zach put up a hell of a week. Zach might be one of the better teams, fellas. Everybody talking about King Cuck, Horsham Thundercunts. What about Zach Marone? What about him? Let's go to Stein. Yo, what a week. I literally thought I was down in the dumps, not going to win. But, man, the Horsham Thunder Cunts proved victorious once again. And we whooped that ass. Uh, thanks to four tutties by uh, Jones, which was sick, nasty. And then uh, a stellar performance by Hawkinson, too. So. That was nice. We uh, we just finished our last day in uh, Florida, down in Disney, and uh, we had a good day at Magic Kingdom. Uh, Maggie rode Buzz Lightyear five fucking times. Uh, she got. We probably bought over three hundred dollars worth of puppies. Yeah, you got milk. You got a donut. You had two ice creams today. She loves to talk about the food that she ate. You had turkey. Um, yeah, you had macaroni too. Uh huh. And yeah. What else? What kind of ice cream did you have? Chocolate. Chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. White too. Yeah, and white one, vanilla. Vanilla too. Yeah. So we are heading back to our Airbnb. We got some Chick Fil A. Yeah, we're going home now, and then, you know, we're going to see my grandfather tomorrow, which will be really cool, four generations, and uh, we'll see my dad, and then we have a flight home on Friday, and then uh, back to the grind, the normal daddy daycare. Cheated. All right, peace out, double it. Fucking Steins take on Disney World. Fucking sounded like a hell of a time, looked like a hell of a time. Pretty much uh, got the play-by-play of your vacation. Um, pretty fucking cool little park they built down there, the Star Wars thing. Appreciate you uh, showing us that. Makes me want to go down to Disney World real bad. 
I'm like a big nerd for like fucking immersive experiences. And I feel like, you know, Stein, I feel like you enjoy the immersive experience as well. I love being like around that stuff. And you could say what you want. Like, it's because you want to be a kid again. Well, yeah, everybody fucking does. That's when you were happy. You didn't have to worry about bullshit. You can just be immersed in something. Uh, Disney World's dope. One thing I hate, though, is that they always cancel the rides that I enjoy. Like, Jaws is gone from Universal. Um, the original Alien Invasion ride. You remember the one that was like, the alien came out of the tube and the fucking stomped on your seat and shit? And now it's like Lilo and Stitch. They, like, completely neutered it. And now they're trying to cancel Splash Mountain because of its ties to Song of the South, which was apparently racist, even though it had black people singing those songs. They seem to enjoy it. They were having a good time singing that fucking song. And it maybe it had some kind of racial undertone. I didn't understand it. As a kid, I was just like, this is a dope song. I'm having fun. I just shit my pants going down the log flume. You know, it was a great fucking time. Um, it had happened to when I was really little. Fuck you. I shit my pants a lot at Disney World, actually, when I was, like, a little kid. I had a fucking problem, guys. Uh, maybe that's why I'm so fucked up. Let's get to the check-in from BJ. Uncle Budge checking in. Yo, my DK hurts, a.k.a. my fucking soul hurts a little bit. Uh, crushing loss this week. I was feeling really good about my squad. And uh, I hit a fucking speed bump in Max Stein. But uh, I still feel good about my squad. I got the highest projected score this week, so we'll see who cucks me this week. But uh, regardless, man, I think if Hurts pans out, I like my squad a lot. And, uh, dude, great great team names by everyone this year. Fucking love it. Fucking Wuhan, All-Stars. Um, who else we got? Skittle Scatter, probably my favorite. I really like that one. My butthole Tyreek. I mean, you can't fucking beat that. Jesus. Uh, awesome stuff, guys. Uh, looking forward to the year. Good luck to everybody. And, uh, yeah, go birds. Well, I mean, you know, you left out a great name, PJ. Uh, Jackie Allen Cooks Brown Johnson, the new hot team on the block and the number one in the Gentile division, I'll remind you. Um, Jackie Allen, if you guys don't know, is a girl we went to high school with. So it's a reference to the fact that she cooks Brown Johnson's which is like a euphemism for, you know, black dick fucking it. <laughs> uh, and it utilizes the names of a lot of players on my team, like Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson. You see what I'm doing here, guys? Come on, it's creative. Fuck you. Although, yeah. BJ does call out some great fucking team names. I'm very proud of you boys this year for coming up with some great team names. Um, very big fan. Very big fan. Uh, and speaking of team names, let's go to Jake. All right. I got my generic sounder out of the way. Shout out, Dave. Um, I changed my name. No longer Sleepy Joe. Please refer to me in all league communications moving forward by my proper name. The Wuhan All-Stars. Um I got inspiration on Saturday when Max pulled out the championship belt and I saw everyone's team name engraved on it. Um, so I had to update my team name, make it worthy for the belt because I am going to win this year. So just, you know, getting ahead of things. Get your name on a trophy, buddy. 
One All-Stars would look real good on the gold lettering. Stein, I hope you're taking care of my belt. I'm going to need it back soon. Let's go to Zifo. Yo, my butthole Tyreeks is here. Not going to lie, one of the greatest names I've ever come up with. My butthole Tyreeks. Love it. Can't get enough of it. But uh, really confident going into the first week. Thinking my team was, you know, really uh, good. But uh, horrible fucking week here. Only putting up 99 points, which is a really uh, bad hole to start. Uh, Kitchen Fartsman did pretty well. Even though his team sucks, his name sucks. And uh, fuck him. But uh, yeah, really disappointed with my squad. Yeah, I'm really regretting um, the decision not to pick two white receivers back-to-back. I went with Cup, then I went with Antonio Brown instead of Thielen because Thielen was white. That's the only reason. Probably going to be the main reason why I don't win my third championship this year. But Tyreek, my butthole Tyreeks, such a good name. Can't get enough. Love you all. Peace. I got to give it to Zifa. That's a great name. That's a very clever name. And he's usually really shitty at names, and that's a great name. He gets number one team name right now. In the commission's book, at least. Um, you're, I don't think Zifo's squad is, is as bad as it showed today. But, yeah, I mean, oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. Might have been a better draft pick. He's just going to get a lot of catches. And and you guys remember that we went to a single point PPR. So catches are worth a lot. Like if a dude has nine catches, that's nine fucking points. He could be worthless the rest of the day. At least he got his like nine points with catches. You know, it's not nothing. It It's not nothing. And for running backs, whew, you get a good back out the backfield. You're getting a lot of points, fellas. It's a new strategy in my mind. You you act like it's just this half a point, but those half a points add up. <clears throat> so, yeah. Let's go, Mark. Yo, Brent. I squeezed out a win. I don't know how, but I did. And now that I did, got a question for you if you can look it up. You know, you got all the statistics and stuff. So, has anyone ever won the first week and then finished last place? In the league, because I need to know if I'm already out of paintball, paintball contention, given the data. Thanks, Brett. Yeah, hold on, Mark. Let me consult IBM Watson over here. Uh, came up blank because I don't have some kind of supercomputer to crunch those kinds of numbers. Here's what I can tell you, though, my friend. Um, if you win games, that's good, because. At when it's all said and done, points for matters, but wins matter more. If you can eke out the wins, you get yourself out of a lot of sticky situations. So just keep racking them up, Mark, and you'll be all right. Let's go to ML, who has something to say about stats as well. Brent, we're going to need you to be uh, who's the sports stats like network? Elias. We're going to need you to get someone from Elias on your team to work uh, as. Basically freelance because you're not going to pay for that shit. Well, we're not going to pay for that shit. But some way, somehow, there's some sort of tableau thing that you can do 
to just be better, man. You're already a great commish, but let's just like take it up a notch. Um, not a complaint. Not a complaint. Let's just make that clear. But if you come at us with some Elias type of level, fucking next level stats, blow our minds, dude. Open our fucking third eyes, bro. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you in your third eye, you little cunt. Um, listen, I could do a lot with data uh, and visualization and all of that stuff. It's just you need the data set. And it's making the data set that I don't have time for. Not to mention the fact that we lost an entire year of data because Yahoo's fucking retarded, which is why we should have never gone to it in the first place. The whole 2019 season and its data is gone. The history is gone. I don't have any of the postseason data. I have the regular season because I captured it, and I never went back and fucking filled out the postseason. So, gone forever. Um, unfortunate. I wish I could keep those stats because you know I love numbers. I would love to be able to whip that shit out of my ace, but I feel like we're we're working with an incomplete data set we've got to recover. So, I feel like we're we're working from a point of vulnerability right now. Speaking of vulnerability, driving through thunderstorms and trying to just do his best to give us a sounder is my boy Zach. Let's go to Zach Morrall. All right. So I'm recording in a pretty bad thunderstorm. We're definitely going to get uh, flooding up here in Jersey City and Hoboken again. But uh, good week. Good week. Played DBB. Uh I had a good showing. Kyler Murray. Lock it. Hopefully they'll keep it up next week. Um, but I was going to have the highest point total, too, until I got... Uh, cucked by King Cuck himself uh, in the 11th hour. So, good job, Mikey. Um, what else did we do? This week went to the Mod Sun concert with Dave. Uh, that was awesome. Good to go to a punk show, especially without masks, vaccinated, everyone's tested. It's good because you got to know, um, you know, you see the, the cute girls, their fishnets, their issues with their parents, which is why they're there, yo, same. Uh, but you got to know what those cute faces look like. So a lot of, a lot of good-looking girls. They're a, lot, a good, good show in general. Had the bar right in the middle of the venue. Pop off in the back and take a piss, no problem. Really good place to be. Really good place to be. It's pretty dope, man. I'm really happy that Zach, Maron, and Dave are hanging out. It's like old times, Blaze Fest times. When we were in high school, the three of us used to go to Zach's dad's house and just like get ripped in his fucking dad's basement. Like all day from like nine and eight nine AM to like, you know, nine PM. And then we would start again next Saturday, you know. Great times. And I'm glad they continue. You know, the spiritual awakening I think helped awaken that in all of us. So cool beans, bro. Let's go to our boy Zifo. He's got something to say about this week's MVP. The King Cuck himself, King Cuck. Fucking, his team sucks, man. You know, he puts up 194 and thinks he's like, on, just won the Super Bowl. He's on his way to fucking having a Hall of Fame fucking squad. Team fucking sucks. Henry isn't going to get 48 points a week. Rodgers past his prime. Fucking Miles Sanders. Fuck that terry mclaurin julio fucking jones what is this 2015 this team sucks great start for him he'll always be the cuck he is the king motherfucking cuck fuck ml love you dude love you ml 
<laughs> bro. You're my bro. Future bro. <laughs> oh my god. Are you guys gonna get... Are you guys gonna be brother-in-laws? God, kiss and fucking get a room or something. Um, It's interesting because right now we have a little bit of a situation going on. We've got Sifo sitting in the basement of the league with his 99-point performance. Pathetic. And then you have a monstrous, like, balls-on-the-table performance from ML sitting on top of the league like a fucking king with his balls hanging to the from the top of the mountain to the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like a giant fucking giant bald monster sitting on his throne sitting down on top of all of us. And this motherfucker's talking shit to his future brother-in-law. I love it. That's why the league's great. Uh, let's go to Zach Marone. Uh This week, going up against uh, Fox, the buck dude, battled his ass. Um, hopefully my team can keep it up. I think there's a lot of consistency there. So, I hope that we can, uh, you know, avoid any down weeks. So, uh, Zach, I love the battle of the Zachs. Let's make it interesting. If you guys are in, so if you're listening, I hope you are, I have a proposal for a bet between the two of you. So, Here's what I'm thinking. The winner of this fantasy football matchup gets rights to the name Zach. So as we will refer to you, no one can say the name Zach in reference to you. If you lose, you'll just have to go by your last name because Zach will now belong to the winner of this matchup. So something to think about. Battle of Zach's for the right to the name Zach. At least in our circle of friends. Obviously, we can't influence that out in the public. It would be cool if we could, though. Imagine you go to work and they're like, mm, your name can't be Zach today because you lost in fantasy football, you faggot. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot that word's canceled. Whatever. Uh, let's go to Jake checking in from one of the better Sundays we've had on opening day. Touchdown, Devonta Smith. Bang, bang, bird gang. You already know what the fuck it is. Super Bowl! Super Bowl! And then it was crushed by uh, the fucking pathetic performance this weekend. But was it? I'm still in. Are you still in? Every good team in its infancy goes through these little bumps. You know what I'm saying? It was a bad showing this weekend. We had a lot of guys get hurt and go down. We got to persevere through. Can Nick Sirianni respond? This is what it's all about. Low-key season, fellas. Nothing to worry about. If they fucking lose, they fucking lose. We fire this guy, we give it to that guy, and we'll fucking figure it out with another team. That's just where we are right now. We have a Super Bowl. Let's let's just rest a little bit and just hope that something good happens. And we just turn garbage into gold. So, uh, there you go. Let's go back to our buddy ML. I don't know if you covered it in this podcast already, but I would love to get your predictions, as always, for, you know... Who's going to be the worst, the best, the middle of the pack, the playoffs? Who's got the best squad right now? Who's got the best squad for depth, etc., dude? I just, you know, I want to hear about the commission's thoughts on the draft and everyone's teams, if you haven't already covered it. I haven't covered it. Didn't plan on doing a power rankings today, but I will do this. I'll say my top three teams and my bottom three teams. So I'll start with the top three in no particular order. Um. Obviously, with his performance this week, Mike is in discussion for best team, along with Zach Maron, 
And uh, I think BJ. So I know that's a provocative thing to say because BJ did lose this week and the Horsham Thunder Cunts are the reigning champion. But I think this week was a little bit more matchup based and a little bit of luck in the end. Um, so I, I th- there you go. There's my top three. My bottom three, um, probably going to be a little controversial too. Um, I think Mark is in there in the mix. I know Mark got the win this week, squeaked by, but it's more of just, and I know he he put up like the same number of points as me, basically. Uh, But I just, uh, looking at the squad, you know, that's what this is based on. I would put Dave there too. Same, similar situation. Um, And then Jove. So those are my bottom three teams. So I think that might be how I do it this week uh, from here on out. I don't like the power rankings anymore. I'm over it. Sorry. If you like that segment, complain about it. Maybe we'll bring it back. Let's go to uh, Mark. So these Founding Farter Championship rings, they're fucking legit. I use them as my fidget spinner at work, upstairs in my office, just on my finger right now, spinning it. Bet you all wish you had one, but you don't. Only a few of us do. Founding Farter champ, out. Gee, the rings are pretty dope, right? Don't you guys want to win one of these? And you mark, you know what's better than one? Two. I got two on right now, and they go click, 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 click. It's like Warriors come out to play. Can't do that with one champion ring. <laughs> come on, Mark, step it up. Go get that ring, bruh. Let's go to Jake and his home ownership dilemma. So I told you guys, bought a house. We closed on Friday. Been working on it when I can this weekend. Just made my first trip to uh, the hardware store to pick up a bunch of shit. And Lowe's is actually a lot closer to me than Home Depot. So I went to Lowe's uh, down on Route 73 in Voorhees. And I got to say, much better experience shopping-wise than going to Home Depot. The one, the Home Depot out on Route 70 by the Wegmans is just a fucking zoo. It's absolute chaos in there. This Lowe's over here, I feel like no one goes to it. It was really quiet. There was like no one there. Maybe it's because it was a Sunday, but like it was just really nice being in there. Much better experience than the Home Depot. But that begs the question, am I doing it wrong? Is Lowe's like legit? Is Home Depot better? Is Lowe's like poor people shit? I don't know. I got what I needed. I just, I don't know. Anyway, right now, Lowe's beats Home Depot in my book. So here's my opinion on the matter. So in overall, I think Lowe's is a better store. I don't know how people feel about that, but in my experience, you just have a more organized and better laid out, better stocked and better employed store in Lowe's. I think Lowe's goes slightly above Home Depot in checking for the retardation of their employees. Both places, don't get me wrong, do not have the best and brightest amongst us working in their stores. But Home Depot is particularly bad about hiring people who probably just got off the pipe or may have gotten hit in the head with a brick as a child or maybe they were, you know, they had a mom who was doing heroin while she was pregnant with them, you know. That's the kind of people that work at the Home Depot. Lowe's, it's just kind of like your, you know, your average, your average folk. So, 
the thing is, like with the two stores, I feel like there's different things that you go to maybe for Home Depot and Lowe's. They carry different brands, so it depends on your brand loyalty too. What I hate about Lowe's is all the Ryobi shit. Ryobi shit sucks, dude. And I don't—I mean, I got—I got a lot of Ryobi shit. Don't get me wrong, but not quality fucking stuff. I really like Dewalt. Dewalt you can find at both stores, but I don't know. At least for me here in Gloucester Township, the Lowe's are always better than the Home Depots. So take that to the bank and, and fucking stash it away forever. <laughs> That's my opinion. Um, and good for you, Jake, and getting into your fucking home and just fucking it up. I love that. I love the aggressiveness of just going after a project, you know. It's fulfilling. I was up in my attic today. Wild experience. Fucking weird place. Go up in your attic. Check that shit out. Spooky. Fucking weird. Anyway, uh, let's round it out uh, with uh, a message from Jof. Yo, Brent. Starting the season out 0-1 again. Um, I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't sweating a little bit already, worrying about getting paintballed. You know, most people, the goal for the season is to make the playoffs and hopefully make a run at the end. For me, at this point, it's mostly about not getting paintballed, but that's the uh, sad state of fantasy football for me. Oh, yeah, and in other news, um, my wife's pregnant, so uh, you guys heard it here first. Uh, was looking forward to breaking the news for this week's podcast so yep dude i am so fucking honored that you would break that news here on talking ish with your commission i mean this show has come so far and we're breaking baby announcements here on the fucking podcast congratulations to joe and tracy uh it's an exciting time brother strap in the boys are going for a ride the boys are having kids I guarantee it's going to be a fucking girl. I feel like we're all going to have girls. Let's have all a bunch of girls and then a boy, and then let's just all call it quits because that's a lot of kids. Um, let's go back to Joe, though, real quick, just to wrap up the announcement. Oh, yeah, and just to follow up to that last one, due date is mid-April, and um, any tips that you and any other fathers in this group have would be appreciated because at this point I'm just kind of winging this whole thing. Fucking April, dude. 420, baby. He's, Joe's going to have a 420 baby. Awesome. Um, yeah, man, there is no manual. There are no tips. We all wing it. I could sit here and try to tell you stuff, but it's all going to just fucking be, you know, going on the fly. That's the beauty of parenting. The thing I would advise you of the most is just to enjoy it because it, it goes by so fast, and that's so cliche. Um, but I even look back at pictures of Charlie from two months ago or even two weeks ago, and she looks so different. She's developed so much. That shit, like, at a certain point, just starts to exponentially grow. So enjoy every stage. Enjoy, Embrace the suck, too, because there's going to be parts that suck, but they're, they're fun in a way. It's a challenge, and it's fresh, and it's new. It's exciting. It's, like, it's kind of like going to war <laughs> in a way. <laughs> that sounds weird. But it's like you're going to war with yourself. And like, can you be a good person in a terrible situation uh, when you're sleep deprived and you're trying to think about everyone else and not yourself and just fucking survive? But it's all good. <laughs> Making it seem bad. It's all good, though. 
I don't regret it whatsoever. We brought Charlie on this trip, man. She was so good. She was so entertaining. She kept, like, her parents and the grandparents happy. It's just fucking great. Everybody loves having a little kid around, especially when it's your blood. It's just something... I mean, it is a very narcissistic thing we all do when we have kids, but fuck, fucking it's in our blood. It's in our DNA. We have to. Our dick's telling us, like, make babies, stupid. That's why you got a dick. Just shove your dick in some pussy and let's go. Let's have these kids and, like, let's keep populating the earth, you know? I'm drunk. I had a loyal nine. That was a mistake. Oof, these things are heavy. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, just enjoy it, Joe. <laughs> just enjoy it. It's going to be good. I'm really enjoying it. Honestly, it's the best part of my fucking day. I can say that without any hesitation. It is the best part of my fucking day. She is at getting to a point now where she's got a personality and she laughs. And she has, like, little jokes that she does. Like, she hides under blankets. And she thinks that, like, stupid faces are funny. She's just like me. And, like, she'll your, your kid will be just like you. It'll be fun. <laughs> and they're a little bit of your wife. She creeps you out at times. You're like, whoa, don't do that. Anyway, um, thank you for checking in on the podcast here today, boys. Commission's a little drunk. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up uh, and tell you about this week's matchups. In a battle in the Gentile division, we got the Commish, Jackie Allen, Cooks, Brown Johnson taking on Jake and the Wuhan All-Stars. Jake looking to bounce back after a week one loss. Feeling pretty good about his squad, I think. The Kamish feeling pretty good about his, too. We'll see who takes that one in a battle for the Gentile division. In our next matchup, we got an interracial. Is it interracial? Interspiritual? <laughs> it's definitely not interracial. Mark or Dave, you're not black. Kamish uh, has got to scattle on with Skittle Scatter, uh, who's looking to bounce back after a tough week one loss. And Mark, who squeaked by, uh, looking to continue to just try to remain out of paintball contention because right now the IBM Watson's predicting him to be a poo-poo team. Uh, so Dave takes on Mark in an inter-Gentile versus... What's the word, guys? I can't remember because I'm fucked up. But they're going to take on each other <laughs> in that matchup. Then we got our MVP taking on... Uh, our MVP, King Cuck, taking on the Horsham Thundercons. Two teams that were top performers last week taking on each other for an uh, intense battle. And then we got my dick hurts, or I'm, I'm sorry, my DK hurts, taking on Timmy Tryhard. Both teams looking for their first win of the season. And then in our game of the week, we got the battle of Zach's. Zach Maron versus Zach Fox. My butthole, Tyreek's. And uh, that's your, your week two. Or really week three. Week two, Jake time. Uh, matchups. All right, gentlemen, I got to go to bed. I'm fucked up. Uh, I'll leave you with a song that reminds me of my travels last week. Um, if you've never heard of uh, the famous Route 66, uh, it's been sung about. It's been talked about. It's a highway that used to run from Chicago to the West Coast and you could take it all the way, and it stopped through Flagstaff, Arizona, which is a place that we stopped on our way home. Um, and we rode along Route 66, although, although it wasn't the historic part, um, but you can drive through it. It's basically an abandoned highway 
if you, any way you want to do that with me, that'd be pretty cool one day. Just go out there and drive through the fucking deserted Route 66 for as long as we can. Maybe get some off-road vehicles and do it. Be pretty cool. But until then, we'll let Chuck Perry take us out with a song. See you next time. Talk finish with your commish. Well, if you ever plan to motor west, Jack, take my way. It's the highway. That's the best. Right. Get your kicks on Route 66. Terrible. Well, it winds from Chicago to L.A. It's wrong. More than two. Respect me! Get your kicks on Route 66. What the fuck? Well, it goes through St. Louis, job from Missouri. Oklahoma City looks so, so pretty, you see. Amarillo, a Gallup, New Mexico. Flagstaff, Arizona. Right. Don't forget Winona. Kingsman, Barscow, San Bernardino. Won't you Durable. get hip to this kindly tip? Rap, rap, rap. And take that California trip. It's raw. Get your kicks rap. on Route 66. Durable. Rap. Respect me. Respect is not given, it's earned, God dog it. Um, I think you just got, uh, cucked.